Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. As always, I am your host, Kristen Jansen, and welcome everybody to episode 26. Today, we are going to talk about rehabbing an injury. In particular, any type of injury that happens when you are in the gym. I wanted to discuss this today because as most of you know, the reason that this podcast started was due to my back injury that occurred 10 months ago now. I have been reflecting back on it as we are coming close to the one year mark for the last couple of weeks. And it's been crazy to me to think that It has already been 10 months of this. I've learned a lot along the way, to be honest, even though it's probably been one of the most frustrating things as an athlete to go through, it's definitely given me a lot of perspective of what it's like to go through an injury. You know, it's definitely something that should not be taken lightly. And I have a newfound respect for those who go through something quite similar. I think the reason why I really wanted to discuss this today was it's been 10 months of this injury and I am finally at a place where I am slowly starting to learn how to squat again, which is crazy to me that it's been 10 months. And it's it's very important to note here that it depends on your situation and who you are. No injury is the same injury. What everybody goes through is going to be completely different. You know, over these last 10 months, I've been following people and trying to connect with other people who have gone through a similar injury as mine, just so I can learn from them and try to relate and just realize that, you know, you're not in this alone. Other professionals go through very similar things. But something that I've realized while connecting with new individuals is that everybody's timeline is different. You know, in the beginning, when I started connecting with these people, I'm like, okay, well, they were able to squat again in five months or that person only was injured for about six weeks and they got back into it right away. And then there's other people who I know who haven't been able to squat for closer to a year, similar to my situation. I think that's the biggest thing and you can apply this to any area, especially if you're trying to lose weight, if you are competing for a powerlifting competition, even bodybuilding, everybody's timeline to some degree is going to be different. You know, not one situation is going to be the exact same as others. As a coach, I do realize this when it comes to fat loss, bodybuilding, and powerlifting. I didn't really realize that or have the perspective of that when you're going through an injury. So it's been a long road, but 
I'm finally at a point now where I'm slowly starting to squat again. And I've been sharing this a lot actually on my Instagram page and I've had some people asking me, you know, why are you lifting super light? What's taken you so long to start squatting again? And the reason why I'm actually lifting super light right now is because to be honest, my back, it, it's not 100% better. You know, there's moments, especially when I wake up in the morning or if I'm sitting too long, or even if my posture is poor, I really have to pay attention to that. In those moments, I still feel it in my back, and I have to be careful of that and realize that the tissue that has been damaged, you know, it's not 100% ready yet to handle heavy loads. So like I said, I've learned a lot these last 10 months about back injury and I just kind of want to share a little bit about what I've learned today with you all and hopefully you can take it to your situation if you've gone through something similar or use it as a precaution to maybe avoid the same thing that happened to me happen to you by listening to this podcast. So for today's episode, even if you haven't gone through an injury yourself, I think that there's still some valuable information in here that you can take away for yourself as an athlete so you can take precautions for yourself to ensure that you continue your lifting career injury free because let me just say this it is not worth it (laughs) it's just not worth it to go through something this severe where it is just kind of turning your life upside down and you're having to restructure everything i've had to restructure my goals because i'm not competing anymore in powerlifting i've had to restructure my training program even my diet because i couldn't cut when you're injured i don't recommend that you are in a caloric deficit you need to be at least in maintenance level so you can give your body time to heal so i've had to restructure everything and my entire goals these last 10 months. So make sure that you are taking the appropriate measures to be a responsible lifter. And by that, I mean prioritizing your warm-up routine, making sure that you prioritize your mobility routine. And something that I definitely didn't prioritize prior to my injury is core strengthening. I cannot stress the importance of having abdominal strength. Typically when you have a very weak core, this is a huge contributing factor to back injuries. And I know this, that I definitely was not training my core as much as I should have been. And now these last 10 months, that's basically (laughs) the vast majority of my training has been core strengthening. So as a responsible lifter, make sure that that is prioritized as well as your warm up and mobility routine. Now, just to be clear, I am not a physician. This is just my general recommendations of what I have learned for the last 10 months. Please don't take it as medical advice whatsoever. Always consult with your physician before listening and applying any of the information that I am about to give you. So let's quickly just break down here what types of injuries may occur in certain athletes. Firstly, there's a macro trauma injury, and this is a sudden episode of overload injury to a given tissue resulting in disrupted tissue integrity. So there's trauma to the bone, which can lead to either a contusion or a fracture. I think this is definitely something that I went through just because I knew in the exact moment that I injured my lower back 
back when I was squatting 10 months ago, I experienced a macro trauma. And I think because of that, that is why it has taken so long to actually repair this tissue. Another type of injury that some athletes may go through is a micro trauma injury. And this is just an overuse injury, which results from repeated abnormal stress that is applied to a tissue by continuous training or training with too little recovery time. So this is something that I think if people haven't gone through a back injury, such as a macro trauma that I went through, I think it's so important to make sure that you avoid having any type of micro trauma injury. So this is where you are overusing the specific area and you are not giving your body enough time to recover and rest. I'm sure you have all heard this before that your muscles don't grow in the gym. Your muscles actually grow when you are resting. So it's so important, you guys, to prioritize rest days and deload weeks. I have noticed that not enough people are utilizing deload weeks and they are extremely important for myself and for all of my clients. I make sure that every four to six weeks that a deload week, even if you don't feel like you need it, it's still being prioritized and incorporated into the training program. So since I think a lot of people might relate a little bit more to the microtrauma injury, I think it's important to note here that two common overuse injuries involve the bone and the tendon. The most common overuse injury to the bone is a stress fracture. Although bone body type and structure, nutrition, and your metabolic factors do play a large role, stress fractures are often the result of a, a rapid increase in your training volume. So it's so important to make sure that you are tracking your training volume and you aren't doing too much too soon. Um, I actually just uploaded a YouTube video discussing how I build my training programs. It was very hard to discuss in a podcast. It was more of a visual. So that's why I did a video of it. So make sure you guys go check that out. I think you would find that very helpful. So you can just ensure that you're getting the amount of volume that you need, whether you are a beginner, intermediate, or an advanced athlete, making sure that you are getting an appropriate amount of volume and not too much volume is so important so you can avoid those overuse injuries. So those are things with your micro trauma injuries that you want to try to avoid. So like I said, check out that video. I think if all of you are in a place right now where you haven't gone through an injury, but you do want to avoid having this overuse injury, make sure you go check out that video where I discuss how I set up my training split and how you can utilize the tips that I've given in that video to set up your own training split. I will put a link to that in the show notes below so you guys can go check that out. But back to the macro trauma, I think that it's important here to note that it takes a long time to heal that tissue that has been injured when you go through a macro trauma injury, which is something that I went through. So if you go through an injury in a specific situation where you know that there has been overload that has been given to the tissue, that's how you know it is a macro trauma. You know right then and there that, oh shit, I'm in trouble, I just injured myself. And that's what happened when I was squatting. I think I was doing 155 pounds, I had a really bad day, and I took that to the gym with me and I didn't warm up as much as I should. I was rushing through my sets and I paid the price. I was doing my second set, I believe. And at the bottom of the squat, I started to come up and I felt a click in my lower back. And literally I just stood up, re-racked and sat down. I knew right then and there, I definitely screwed something up. 
So if tissue healing is involved, which is typically what happens when you go through a macro trauma injury, there are three important phases that need to be considered. The first one here is the inflammatory response phase. So inflammation, it's the initial reaction to the injury and it's necessary in order for normal tissue healing to occur. So after you've injured your back, you will experience that inflammation, which is completely normal as part of the healing process. So with the inflammatory response phase, it is the allowing of the eventual healing and replacement of the damaged tissue. So in my lower back, that was the damaged tissue that needed to be healed over time. So during the inflammatory phase, several events transpire that contribute to both tissue healing and an initial decrease in function. Hence why as soon as I went through the injury, I sat down and I couldn't function. I could barely move for maybe about 45 minutes before we had to pack up and go home. And this phase here, it typically lasts for about two to three days following an acute injury, but it may last longer. And this is definitely something that I went through. It lasted much more than three days. I think it was about a week before I started to feel like the inflammation went down. So like I said, if it's an acute injury, it will last for about two to three days where you can move on to the following phases. If it lasts longer than that, then there's much more severe things going on, but you need to ensure that the inflammation goes down before continuing on with the next phases to follow. Okay, so the next phase during the tissue healing phase is the fibroblastic repair phase. So once you have noticed that the inflammation has gone down in about a week, the repair will start to begin. So in this phase, as an attempt to improve the tissue integrity, new connective tissues, also known as scar tissue, form in the area. This newly formed tissue is much weaker than the original tissue. Thus, optimal strength for the new tissue is not achieved whatsoever. So after the inflammation phase, just because you feel like you're starting to feel better, it's important to remember that that tissue is damaged and it's replacing it with new synthetic tissue, if you will, and it's important to not jump back into the weight that you were doing previously to the injury. This phase of tissue healing begins as early as maybe two days after the injury and it may last up to two months. And I swear, once I was reviewing all these phases that I went through, it was like the end of the spectrum for my time frame. It felt like the longest portion of what that phase was going to be was what I went through. I definitely noticed that I, when I was going through this phase, it took up to two months for the tissue healing to begin. And then the next phase is the remodeling phase. This is where the weakened tissue that was produced during the repair phase is strengthened during this remodeling phase of healing. So tissue remodeling in this phase, it can last up to years after an injury. Now, like I said, it can last up to years. So this is where we discussed earlier in the podcast that everybody's time frame is different. This is why some people, they can start squatting again after their injury after five months, six months, for me, 10 months, and other people, I have seen it last over a year, year and a half or so. Following the injury, all damaged tissues go through the same general phases of healing, inflammation, repair, and remodeling. The timing of the events occurring within each phase of tissue healing differs for each tissue type and is affected by a variety of factors, including your age, lifestyle, degree of the injury, and the structure that has been damaged. So during these phases, I think it's so important to understand what you're about to go through if you have gone through 
through an injury, what do you do for your treatment? What do you do while you are waiting to go through these phases? You can't just sit on your butt and do nothing, right? You're gonna go stir crazy. Once you are in the first phase, in the inflammatory response phase, there is a treatment goal that you wanna keep in mind. The primary goal here during the inflammatory response phase is to prevent disruption of new tissue. So this phase here can be the most trickiest phase because you are forced to relax more and give your body the time that it needs to heal. It's important to realize that a quick return to function relies on the health of other body tissue. So if you're going through something similar in another area, it's gonna take even longer. So just something to keep in mind. So during this phase, maximal protection of the injured structures is the primary goal of this phase. So you don't wanna be doing any crazy stretching. You don't wanna be doing any crazy compound movements. You basically want to keep the injured area in the position that is most pain-free for up to the week that it's going to take to complete the inflammatory response phase. So for myself, I found that doing a little bit of light walking was all that I could do while I went through this phase. Again, it is going to depend on the person, the injury, and the tissue area that has been damaged. So always make sure that you consult with your physician before listening to any of this advice. Moving on to the next phase, the repair phase. What is the treatment goal here? The treatment goal during the repair phase is to prevent excess muscle atrophy and joint deterioration of the injured area. So muscle atrophy is where you are starting to lose muscle. So we want to avoid that as much as possible while you start going through the repair phase. So this is where you can start to incorporate some single joint movements that don't irritate or move the area while it is continuing to repair. Exercise strategies and recommendations, again, are gonna completely depend on what your physician says that you can do. But during this phase, you should be able to start moving again slowly. And then we get into the remodeling phase. The primary goal during the remodeling phase is to start optimizing tissue function while transitioning to return to the activity that you were performing. So this is the phase that I am currently at right now, where I am finally returning to the function that I was doing in the first place. Squats are what injured me in the first place. Now that I have enough tissue that has been healed, I am ready to slowly start squatting again and slowly move back into it and put stress onto the rebuilt tissue so I can start lifting again. Again, that is why right here, it has been slow process. The tissue that I have built up over the last 10 months is synthetic. It's not the original strong tissue that I built up prior to the injury. So it is much more sensitive than what it was before. That is why I am taking it so easy and taking it so lightly. So I can make sure that I am building up the new connective tissue that I have built over time and not putting too much load, but putting enough load that it is getting the appropriate stimulus that it needs to continue repairing and getting stronger over time. So at this point in the game for me, it's just about time and improving my technique, my form, making sure that I always prioritize my bracing and that I never take a bad day into the gym ever 
again. I think that's the biggest thing that I have learned these last 10 months is to never take it for granted that I have the ability to lift. You know, I have two legs that work. I have two arms I can see, I can hear. I have all the tools that I need to continue lifting. So I'll never take it for granted again when I've had a tough day. And that's all I wanted to share with you all today. I think that it's so important to understand these things, especially prior to going through an injury. So I think it'll help those avoid injuries in the future because like I've said previously, it's not something that I wish upon anybody. It has been a struggle. It's definitely tested my patience and frustration at times. So please take it seriously, my friends. And I hope you find this helpful if you are going through a similar thing. If you have gone through an injury yourself, this is something that you can take away and hopefully apply to your current situation. Something that I wanna leave you all with is to not take the gym for granted. We are all blessed to be able to have working body parts to actually exercise and take care of ourselves. Don't take it for granted and make sure that you are always taking care of yourself. Prioritize your warm-ups, prioritize your abdominal work, and prioritize your mobility routines. Don't take the gym for granted, my friends. All right, well, that about wraps up today's episode. I hope you all found it helpful. If you have any questions whatsoever with anything that I discuss, you are more than welcome to contact me. My email is kristen at thenattyhour.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I look forward to chatting with you all next week. But until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.